Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Back in the time when the judges ruled ancient Israel, everyone did what they considered was right in their own eyes. They rebelled against God and went their own way, disregarding the Eternal One and His covenant with them. They chose to align themselves with the gods of the surrounding nations. This dark period in the history of the ancient Israelites begins with the death of Joshua. Their corruption was within and resulted in oppression of each other. They forsook the Eternal One who had delivered their forefathers from slavery and chose instead to follow other gods. They bowed down to the gods of the surrounding nations and willingly served them. Instead of the ways of God which included peace, victory and justice, they chose the ways of the surrounding nations and their gods. Having given their allegiance to other gods, they knowingly chose to live and die in the ways of the world, which included violence, defeat, and oppression. However, in amongst it all, the Eternal One never forsook them. He raised up those who, despite their nation's alignment with evil, chose to worship only the Eternal One. The Eternal One's heart for humanity never changed. Even those who rejected his right to rule and reign, he continued to pursue in love. For it was and is the Eternal One's heart's desire to set humanity free, to set us free from our selfish desires and the abominations of evil that hold this world captive. As time passed, after the death of Joshua, for forty years the ancient Israelites were under the oppression of the Philistines. Yet in the midst of it all, the angel of the Eternal One came down from heaven and appeared to a woman. She was married, yet barren. The angel of the Lord spoke to her and said, Indeed now, you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. The woman shared all that the angel of the Lord had said to her with her husband. She was so excited, and her husband's name was Manoah. Manoah asked the Lord directly, O oh my Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. God listened to Manoah's prayer, and again the angel of the Lord appeared to his wife. She ran in haste to her husband and testified of the appearance of the angel of the Lord. To them both he was a man sent from God. They did not know he was the angel of the Lord, but they knew he was from God. So let's pick up this story, this true story, of what took place a long time ago. Judges, chapter 13, and verses 15 
to 23. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, Please let us detain you, and we will prepare a young goat for you. And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Though you detain me, I will not eat your food. But if you offer a burnt offering, you must offer it to the Lord. For Manoah did not know he was the angel of the Lord. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, What is your name, that when your words come to pass we may honour you? And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why do you ask my name, seeing it is wonderful? So Manoah took the young goat with the grain offering and offered it upon the rock to the Lord. And he did a wondrous thing while Manoah and his wife looked on. It happened as the flame went up toward heaven from the altar. The angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell on their faces to the ground. When the angel of the Lord appeared no more to Manoah and his wife, Then Manoah knew that he was the angel of the Lord. And Manoah said to his wife, We shall surely die, because we have seen God. But his wife said to him, If the Lord had desired to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and a grain offering from our hands, nor would he have shown us all these things nor would he have told us such things as these at this time. What an extraordinary moment in time! Manoah and his wife offer to share a meal with the one who has come from heaven to minister to them. Remembering they do not know that they have been visited by the angel of the Lord. They believe he is a man, yes, a man, but sent from God. However, the angel of the Lord will not eat their food, for he is about to reveal a deep truth. The angel of the Lord stated that if you offer a burnt offering, you must offer it to the Lord. In ancient cultures, the ritual of burnt offerings was regularly practiced. With the surrounding nations, foreign gods were given burnt offerings in an attempt to control, bribe, or manipulate the gods of their choosing, to get what self wants. As the Lord is the eternal self-existing one, he has no need of anything and does not require a burnt offering. However, for the Hebrew people to believe they could come near to God, they followed a sacrificial system of offering. A burnt offering of personal produce was given to the Eternal One and placed on the altar of fire. The fire consumed the offering and nothing was remaining. The first time we read in the Bible about a burnt offering presented to the Eternal One is in Genesis chapter 8, verses 20 to chapter 9, verse 1. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, 
and took every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake, although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. This was a very significant event. The Eternal One had cleansed the earth through a flood of epic proportions. However, the Eternal One knew that the selfish desires and shame of humanity remained in the heart of humanity. Noah and his family and all the animals that entered the ark were the only survivors of the cleansing of the earth. In response to the Eternal One's salvation of Noah and his family, Noah placed an offering of clean animals onto the altar of fire. The Eternal One, who has no need of anything for he is the self-existing one, looks into the heart of Noah, and the burnt offering from Noah became a sweet aroma in his presence. For Noah had given his allegiance to worship only the Eternal One. His burnt offering to the Eternal One was a beautiful expression of gratitude, awe, and wonder. But most of all, it was a way that he was able to draw near to the Eternal One. It was a very special moment of intimacy and an expression of a covenant relationship of adoration and honor. In response, the Eternal One accepted and honoured Noah's burnt offering. The Eternal One made a covenant with all of his creation, including Noah and his family. God declared Noah righteous, not because of anything he did, but because he chose to worship the Eternal One, the one true God, and give his allegiance only to him. The next mention of a burnt offering in the Bible is in the context of another intimate moment between the Eternal One and this time Abraham. Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. And let's go down to verses 10 to 18. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, Here I am. And he said, Do not lay your hand on the lad, or do anything to him, for now I know that you fear God, 
since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of the place, The Lord Will Provide, as it is said to this day, In the mount of the Lord it shall be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing I will bless you, and multiply I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore, and your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. Once again, the burnt offering is connected with a covenant relationship of honour, trust and intimacy. The Eternal One provided the sacrifice for the burnt offering of Abraham, so that Abraham could know that he is approved by God. God honours Abraham, and Abraham honours God. This time, the Eternal One reveals that he is not like any of the gods of the surrounding nations. He does not require blood sacrifice, yet he reaches down from heaven to the altar of Abraham's heart. The angel of the Lord reveals that the Eternal One wants children to live, unlike the gods of the surrounding nations. The Eternal One also affirms that he will fulfill every promise that he has already made to Abraham before this event. This is a most beautiful moment. God provides the sacrifice that Abraham needs to make. The Eternal One knows the heart of humanity and the shame we carry, so he continues to make a way for us to not only be comfortable in his presence, but to be intimate and close to him in a way that we can understand. To help us believe and receive salvation and healing, eternal life and his kingdom, God became the sacrifice for us. He did it all because he so loves. Through the seed of Abraham, Jesus chose to come. In Jesus becoming human, he fulfilled every promise given to the ancient Israelites and to all tribes and nations. Jesus paid the cost of all humanity's offences with his physical death. He willingly became human and sacrificed all of himself for our benefit. In Jesus' death and resurrection, the last enemy has been defeated, and that is death. So back to the true story from a long time ago. The angel of the Lord honoured Manoah and his wife with his presence. He came from heaven to personally tell them of what will be. 
He heard Manoah's prayer, and again the angel of the Lord came down from heaven and appeared to his wife and himself, intimately and personally. In honour of the Eternal One, Manoah took a young goat, and with grain offering he offered it up to the Lord. As this was the custom and the culture of the time, then something extraordinary happened where the Lord did a most wonderful thing. Right before their very eyes, the angel of the Lord ascended back to heaven in the flame that was upon the altar. It was at that moment their eyes were opened and they realized that they had been in the presence of the divine. Manoah feared they would surely die because they had seen God for it was the belief that humanity in all its guilt and shame could not look upon God. Yet God, in his grace and mercy, appeared as the angel of the Lord, in a way that they would not fear him and enable them to draw near to him. The heart of God was revealed to both Manoah and his wife in this very special moment. The wife rightly reasons that if God desired for them to die, he would not have accepted their burnt offering or grain offering, an offering that they gave from their very own hands. In God accepting their burnt offering, both Manoah and his wife were able to believe and receive God's honour of them to know that he accepted it from their very hands, their hands that were unclean. So for us today, receiving Jesus and his sacrifice, we can draw near to God, free of the guilt and the shame. For Jesus on the cross took away humanity's guilt and shame and looking into his eyes of fire, we can see his passion, his desire for all humanity, and be filled with his awe and wonder. Knowing and experiencing his love and grace, beholding his beauty and majesty, all glory and honour to the one who sits on the throne, and the Lamb who was slain. God does not need the sacrifice. He does not require the burnt offering. But he knows that we need the sacrifice. We need to know that we are clean, forgiven, innocent, and be set free. So God, in his love and grace, became human not only accepted our sacrifice, but in Jesus he became the sacrifice for us to be able to believe and receive. For more information and free resources, visit our website jesuslovestheworld.info Be blessed, empowered and transformed in Jesus' name.